Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Philippians chapter number two is where we'll take our text today. Um, yeah, this is a Christmas message. Just hang on. Philippians chapter number two. We're just going to read a couple of verses as uh, our launching pad this morning is where we'll start from. Uh, but if you'll keep your Bibles handy, you're welcome to go uh, through with us. We've several places of scripture to to get to today, so uh, if you can, just stick with us. The Word of God, I believe, will open our heart to a truth today, and that's my prayer. And uh, I'm going to say it again. If you're here today and don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the invitation is for you to come, uh, to give your life to Christ and accept Him as your own. Um, there'll, be a, there'll be a last time that I get to say that, and I'm going to stand before God, and He's going to Uh, hold me accountable for every time that I gave an opportunity and said it. And so I want you to know today that that going to heaven is not about the preacher. It's about you responding to the gospel of Jesus Christ, believing with your heart and accepting him as your Lord. So we can't get you there. We're not going to be able to preach you into heaven. There's nothing that can be done once once you're gone from here. So get right with God. Amen. Philippians chapter number two, we're going to read beginning at verse number nine in just three verses. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Bow with us. Father, thank you for your word. Open my heart, God, to this truth. Arrest us, God, and may we be yielded in every way to your will and the unction of your spirit. For you alone know the hearts that are hearers, those that are here, God, that, that can hear, whose hearts have been opened by your presence, I pray that they hear the gospel today and respond. And for the saints of God that, Lord, always hear, I pray that you would help them and each one of us that as we, Lord, hear this truth, our hearts might rejoice in it that we might ever acknowledge you, Lord, as who you are. We love you and thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing, Lord, and all that you will do. For we ask believing as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There are so many scriptures in the Bible, and uh, rightly so. This book is not about you or me, it's about him. And so you would expect when you open up this book that you would find evidence and reference to Jesus Christ all the way through it. And it is certainly there. And There's no way that one man in a in, in such a small amount of time this morning could be able to exhaust this subject. But uh, I do want to try today to tell you his name. To tell you his name. 
It's an important name. Uh, I read in your hearing that as the Apostle Paul said, he said it is a name that God hath highly exalted. Uh, The name that we're going to share with you today is uh, for one who has been exalted above everyone else. His name is above every other name. As a matter of fact, as I read to you, what Paul said to the Philippians was, is there is coming a day that when that name is spoken, then every knee will fall to the earth. Every tongue, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're an atheist, doesn't, every tongue will declare that he is Lord. Because his name Friend is above every name. <laughs> oh, what a name. I was thinking as I was getting ready this week, just going back and through the scriptures and there's so many references that just speak of him directly and, and tells us what it says he will be called, uh, what his name will be. And there's many of them. I'm, I'm going to hit them quickly today as we share our heart. Oh, I'm glad that I know them all. <laughs> That every name of my Savior, every name that was given unto him of God, that I know him by that name. And oh, what a name it is. My mind went back to some of the old songs that used to be sung. What a lovely name, one of them said. Another one said, some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. I don't know what you call him, but I've got my own name for him. And I'll share that directly. But I want you to know he's got a name, and it's above every name. Um, I love what the Bible said. I want to give you some references quickly, because I think it was important for me to get to this particular place as I recognized and understood, at least in part, the importance of this name, the importance of his name. I remembered from Matthew, and as I looked it up, it was Matthew 10, 22, and it said, Ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Telling me that because of this name, I'll be separated from this world and despised. Because I claim that name as my Savior and Lord, that this world will hate me. Because of that good name, that made it possible for a wretch like me to go free. This world will despise me and it will persecute me and it will hate me because it hates him. Listen, I don't know if you know his name, brother, but if you truly know his name today, you'll be hated because of his name. But not only are we hated because of his name, but John chapter 1 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There was something that happened one day when I simply believed in Jesus Christ. When I believed in the Lord and Savior that was given for my salvation, when I believed in him that day, it gave me the power to become a son of God. And in that acceptance, friend, I am a child of God today. All because I believed in his name. I believed in his name. Have you believed in him? John said it there clearly. But he also said in chapter 3, verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned. 
But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. <laughs> names don't mean as much to us as it did them. Uh, names back then, they named children. Often they didn't name them for some time. Days, sometimes weeks or months would go by until the parents were willing to give a name to a child because names to them had meaning. You can research in the Old Testament and find the many names that were given unto Jehovah, to God himself. They're great and wonderful. But I'm talking about Jesus this morning. I'm talking about his name. And I, I want to say today that I'm tickled to death that I know who he is. I know who he is. I don't know just about him. I know him. And he knows me. Yes, according to John, he's given me the power to become the Son of God because I believe. But he also said that he that believes not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The Bible said in John 14, 14, he said, if ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. The Bible said in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Matthew 18, 20 said, for where two or three are gathered together in my. <laughs> is his name important today? There is a name which is above every name. And that at that name, friend, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all things. How glad that I am that I know that name. And I hear the psalmist even in 103, verse number 1. The Bible said, a psalm of David as it begins that chapter. And he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, his holy name. Oh, you say, preacher, you put too much stock in the name. No, you can't put in, you can't put too much stock in that name. No, that is the name, that is the name above every name. <laughs> and that name, friend, is above every name that you'll ever know. And it'll be that name that we worship throughout eternity and that we never stop praising. It'll be that name that is declared throughout uh, the eternity of uh, forevers and evers and evers that continue. We will praise the blessed name of our Savior. Oh, what a lovely name is Jesus. Bless his name. I want to share with you his name this morning. His many names, but one in particular. The Bible said he spoke it to Moses. You remember in the burning bush when Moses saw it? The Bible said just that thing burning and not being consumed, it began to draw Moses, and as he got closer, God began to talk to him through, I believe, his son. I believe it was the voice of the Messiah himself that spoke unto him that day. And he began to speak with Moses. And I like what Moses said in Exodus chapter number 3. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. They shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt, thou shalt thus Shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am sent me unto you. I can think of so many times in the New Testament where Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He'd go as far to say uh, when they said, Lord, show us the Father. 
He looked at him and he said, hey, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I want you to know that I am lives in me. Now, I don't call him that, but I know who he is. I know that the I am that I am lives inside of me. He's the very one that redeemed my soul that day from the flames of that torment. He spoke peace unto my soul one day and the I am come into my, I know who the I am is for it's one of the many names of my Lord. It's one of his many names. The I am lives in me. Do you know him as I am? Isaiah would say it this in his prophecy concerning the Christ child. Isaiah 7 and 14, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. We find that another name for the Lord Jesus is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. We say, well, I'm not sure what that means. You can find uh, the same prophecy recorded again in the book of Matthew. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 1 verse 22, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. You say, preacher, is my Lord's name Emmanuel? Yes, it is. But better than that, his name is God with us. Amen. Well, it's interpreted God with us. You say, well, that's a description of Christ. No, that is Christ. It is God with us today. What a name. It's above every name. Emmanuel, God with us. I am that I am. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. Does he live in you today? Do you know his name? No, I don't call him Emmanuel, do you? Some of you may. And if you do, that's fine. That's his name. That's his name. That's what the Bible said. Said, and he shall be called Emmanuel, even giving us the interpretation, meaning God with us. You could call him God with us. Do you know that's perfectly appropriate to refer to our Lord as God with us? <laughs> we don't think like that. I get it, but I'm trying to get you to go along with it this morning because that's who he is. That is exactly by name who he is to be called. Let me move on. He's called Emmanuel, God with us. But we find in the book of Isaiah that God gave Isaiah some more names for this child that would be born. I've already quoted some of it to you this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 verse number 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. But listen to what he shared with Isaiah. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Now we use that as an adjective, right? We describe things by calling them wonderful. And yet what he said to Isaiah was his name will be wonderful. (laughs) I'm all right with that, ain't you? I'd call him wonderful all day long and mean it every time. Because he is wonderful. He is wonderful in every way. But oh, it's more than that. You see, he is the essence of wonderful. He is wonderful. He is by name wonderful. I looked up what that little word meant and it said miracle. 
miracle. It goes beyond our earthly use of wonderful as we describe something. And he said it's more than that. He is by name wonderful for he is the miracle to mankind. He is the one way that man can be saved for there is none other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved than the miraculous, the wonderful name that was given him by Isaiah. He shall be called Wonderful. That'll be his name, Wonderful. You say, preacher, maybe he was just describing him as Wonderful. He capitalized it. Right? You follow me? The reason we put capital letters in front of certain words is because for the most part it's the name of something Everybody capitalizes their name. He called him Wonderful, capital W. But he also called him Counselor. Counselor. Now that word counselor, you can... Uh, counselors are, are found in many forms, but thank God for the one that is the mediator between God and man. Thank God for the counselor that stands in between me and him. As a matter of fact, in the court of law, you'll hear the term used quite often. When the judge refers to the lawyer, he'll say, Counselor, what say ye? And somebody, a lawyer, will stand up and plead the case or something of a... May I say to you today, that's his name. His name, he shall be called Counselor. Amen. I believe today he makes intercession for me before God the Father. He, along with the Holy Ghost of God, whichever intercedes for me, may I say to you today, you've every right and it's always appropriate to refer to the Lord as Counselor. Capital C, Counselor. He shall be called Wonderful. He shall be called Counselor. And yet Isaiah's list goes on. It says the Mighty God, capital T there, the Mighty God. You can refer to the Lord as the Mighty God. You can also refer to him as the Everlasting Father or the Prince of Peace. All of these names are fit and appropriate for the Lord. And you can use those as his names. Maybe sometimes in our prayers we ought to try some of these out. But uh, to me, I've got my own name. And I don't know what you use, but I've got my own. We're getting there. But you can call him any one of these because according to the word of God, it's his name. It's his name. He should be called all of these things. Look with us. The Bible said in Luke chapter number 1, as uh, the angel was sharing this, he said, He shall be great and shall be called Son of the Highest. That's a good name. I don't know if you noticed, but in one of the Christmas carols we sung this morning, Son of the Highest was spoken. He's the Son of the Highest today, and that's his name. You can use that as his name. And yet we find the angels in Luke Chapter number 2, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is, they're fixing to give the name, which is Christ the Lord, equally appropriate. You could refer to him as Christ the Lord, and it is absolutely the right thing to call him, for he is Christ and he is the Lord, and those are his names. The Bible said in the book of John, I found, I found this compelling as I was looking and searching for the names of Christ throughout Scripture. I found that in the book of Revelations, you'll find as many names concerning Christ as you do anywhere else in the New Testament. Blew me away, and I love that part. 
But you'll find in the book of Revelations, as John the Revelator was learning more about Christ, you'll find in the 19th chapter of Revelations, he says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, the white horse, and he sat upon it, was called Faithful and True. Do you know that's his name? Faithful and True. You can call him Faithful and True all day long, and he'll respond to that. For that's his name. John was able to see it clearly. He said, when I looked into heaven and I saw him, when I saw the Lord, when I saw the Savior, when I saw the one who had died for me, he said that he that sat upon that white horse was called faithful and true and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. That's Revelations 19 verse 11. Go with me to Revelations 19 verse 13. And it says, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God, all capital letters, that's who he is that's who the Lord is today he is the word of God he is for him the faithful and true he is the I am that I am he is Emmanuel he is God with us he is wonderful counselor of the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace my Lord is all of those names he's all of those names and you can refer to him in his presence at any one of those names and he'll respond to it. Why? Because the Bible said he shall be called these things. These are his names. Revelations nineteen thirteen. He said his name is called the word of God. Revelations 19 verse 15 and 16. And out of his mouth goeth the sharp sword that with it should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Listen to what he said. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written. It's another name. And he had on his vesture. The vesture is that outer garment. Somewhere on the vesture was his name. But there was also something on his thigh. Whatever he was wearing that covered his thigh, there was the same name. It was on his vesture, and it was on his thigh. And it was so pronounced that when John saw it, when he beheld it, when he saw in this vision of the Lord Christ, when he saw him, he said, I saw his name. And he said it was dipped in blood. I've tried my best to... To catch all of that. But here I obviously know that it was the blood of Christ. Amen. That made the way for you and I. But I also caught in my mind that what John was trying to say was he said the letters. He said there was something as I looked at his vesture. And I looked at that name upon his thigh. He said I could see that it was written somehow in blood. Say, so what is that name? King of kings. And Lord of Lords. <laughs> I don't know who your Lord is, but that's mine right there. <laughs> when he comes, John said he's going to have on garments. And he said there's going to be no mistaking who he is because he put his name on there. <laughs> 
Amen. I see people going around a lot of times, they'll have names on their shirts and names about this and names about that. Let me tell you something. Jesus is coming. The Lord is coming in the clouds one day and written on his garments are going to be a name that everybody will know when they see him coming. That at that exalted name, that name which is above every name, that name at which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You say, who is that? He's the King of kings and the Lord of Lord, that's his holy name. That's how he's going to introduce himself in the second coming. He's King and Lord. And when everyone sees that name, when everyone hears that name, they're going to bow at the name. At the name. My goodness, Revelation is just full of what they call him. The Bible said in Revelations 21, verse number 6, And he said unto me, It is done. He said, I am. There's that I am again. He said, I am Alpha and Omega. Capital letters. Meaning what? Alpha is the beginning. Omega is the end of the Hebrew alphabet. He said, I am. Meaning my name is also beginning and end. Do you know when you bow, Rodney, you could call him beginning and end and he'll respond. Nobody else can respond to such a name. But I'll tell you right now, that's his name. He's been given that name. And he told John, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. All the wondrous names of Jesus. We give him our own names, though. We give him our own names. You ever give somebody a nickname? Now, most of us have got a nickname. Most of us have got a nickname. You ever give the Lord a name that maybe ain't been spoken here? (laughs) Sometimes we call them terms of endearment. I rarely say my wife's Christian name. I don't walk around the house saying, Teresa, most of you don't either. You'll say, honey, this, or dearest that, or sweetheart that, or you may have worse names than that. (laughs) But we have names. There are times, you see, because of one's relationship with another that they're afforded the name-giving process. And you know, my name, my, my wife has gone by those terms of endearment our entire marriage. I've called her that. The one thing she told me not to call her was mama. I tried that. She didn't like it. But she's all right with memo. There's some things that I call my Lord. That's just between me and him. (laughs) Oh, the names of Jesus. And he is all of them and he is all of them at once. He is not one of those names more than he is another of those names He encompasses all of those names as one. 
But there's another name that was given to Jesus. I'm going to close with that name. Because I got a feeling that that's the name that most of us use. There's another name that was given unto Jesus, and I hadn't read any of the scriptures concerning that name yet on purpose. Saved it for last. But let me tell you about his other name. You'll find his other name in the New Testament 973 times. Matter of fact, you won't find him in the New Testament referred to as counselor, except in the prophecy reference. You won't find him referred to as some of these other names that I've given you from the Old Testament. But you'll find this name 973 times in the New Testament. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody knew him as Jesus. Let me say what he told Mary and Joseph. In Luke 1, 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. The angel told Mary, And bring forth the son, and shalt call his name. I noticed in the, in the King James that it was capital J, capital E, capital S, capital U, capital S. Shall call his name Jesus. The angel met with Joseph as well. Gave him the same instructions. He said to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Luke chapter 2, verse 21, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. What a name. The name of Jesus. You find him referred to by that name while he walked on earth. That was the name that everybody knew him of. You you know, we know people that have nicknames and we don't even know the real names, right? Because we've heard them called something all of our lives. And we don't even know what their real names is. But we know them by a name. Jesus was his name. Jesus was his name. I've every every right to use any of these other names that he has been called, that he has been named by God and through prophecy and of all these other things, and he certainly is all of those things all at once. And yet what we find is most everybody called him Jesus. They called him Jesus. The angel said to Mary, that you're going to conceive and bear a son and you're to name him Jesus. And the same information was given to Joseph. She'll bear a son and you're to call him Jesus. And when eight days were accomplished and it was time to name the child, they named him at eight days. His name was called Jesus. And that was the name he went by. You know, that was the name his mother called him. That was the name that Joseph called him. That was the name that his friends called him. That was the name his enemies called him. You say, what are you trying to get to? I'm saying that's a good name to call him because that's what he went by. He went by the name Jesus. The, The name, the term Jesus itself means Savior. It means he shall save his people from their sins. You see, he's the only one really that can bear that name. 
There are people that used his name. They, they named their children Jesus. Uh, most of them is pronounced Jesus. But uh, I wouldn't name one of mine that name. Not if you intended to use the meaning. Not if the meaning of that name was important or necessary. Because I can tell you what the name Jesus means. It means Savior. He shall save their people from their sins. I'm glad that I know him by that name. There was something about being saved. I can remember saying the name Jesus. I don't remember a great deal of what I prayed. Because I actually believe I was getting saved as I was walking the aisle. But I remember Jesus' name being a part of it. You say, is that important? Most important. Because there's only one name that you can believe in and be saved. And that's Jesus. Now you could use all these other names, but he went by Jesus. He went by Jesus. I want to close with this. If you'll turn with us to Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to give you a chance to catch up with us because I want you to follow along this morning. Matthew chapter 27. I want to read verses. You'll find in Matthew 27 the name Jesus many times. It was used many times in chapter 27. But you may have a question this morning and say, Pastor, why do you call him Jesus? Let me see if I can share with you a few verses that would indicate simply why I call him Jesus. Are you there? Matthew 27. Look with us at verse number 1. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Verse number 17. I'm skipping a few. His name is mentioned elsewhere, but I'm skipping a few. Verse number 17. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ. Drop down to verse number 20. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Look at verse 22. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. Verse 26. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged, who? Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Verse 27, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. Verse 28, And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe, and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. Look at verse 37. And set up over his head this accus- his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Verse number 46. 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Verse number 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Look at 54. Now when the centurion, that, that, they that were with him watching, now when the centurion and they that were with watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly this was the Son of God. Who? Jesus. Jesus. Turn with me now to Matthew chapter number 28. Verse 28. I'm going to read one verse. And the angel answered and said unto them, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Well, let me read verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen. He is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Come get us home. Now you could take any one of the 973 uses of the name Jesus in the New Testament and use it. But I thought most appropriate today would be to use Matthew 27 and 28 and just pick out several of the times that the name Jesus was used. You say, preacher, what in the world... Is the, is the name Jesus the most important one to you? Well, I read it to you. It was Jesus that they condemned to die. It was Jesus that they tortured for me. It was him who bore the name Jesus that they nailed to a cross. It was Jesus that they spit on. It was Jesus that they humiliated. It was Jesus that died on that cross. It was Jesus that they came looking for on that third morning. It was Jesus that the angel said, is not here. He is risen just like he said. And it is Jesus who is coming back to get me. You say you speak his name as if it is a term of endearment. Is it not? For there's no other name like that name. There's no other name. There are some times that I can just say his name. And the clouds roll away just at the mention of his. Do you know what I'm talking about? And there are times when somebody can say to me his name. And there is something in my soul. That begins to respond. Because I may not know him as intimately as I as all those other names that he's been given. But I know him by that name. <laughs> Sometimes, Zach, the only thing I can pray is his name. And that's enough. 
greatest name that's ever been heard by human ear. <laughs> it's Jesus. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the angel would say to Mary, you're going to bear that son, the son of God, the son of the highest, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, Emmanuel, God with us, son of the highest. But he said, you're to name him. Jesus, you're to name him, Jesus. And she did. And that's who I know him as today. Do you know him? Because I know Jesus. I know Jesus. And he lives in my heart. If anybody asked me, said, preacher, who saved you? I'd quickly say, Jesus did. <laughs> say, who keeps you? I'd say, Jesus does. Who's going to take you to heaven one day? I'd quickly say, Jesus <laughs> will. Do you know him? You got to know him, you see. Not about him, but you got to know him intimately. That name Jesus should be a term of endearment to your soul. That at the very mention of it, you rejoice. You rejoice. Do you know him today? Do you know Jesus? As we stand and sing. If you're here this morning and you don't know him, I want to introduce you to him. I'd like to introduce you to the best friend I've ever had. Or will ever have. I'd like to introduce you to somebody that had power. To lift me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay. As the flames of hell would have taken me down. He pulled me out and rescued me. You say, who's your savior? It's Jesus. Jesus. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus today? I'm going to give you an invitation today. As, as, as compassionately as I know how to give it. Listen to me. You've got to be saved And the only one that can save you is Jesus Christ. Your works can't do it. Your religion can't do it. It don't make any difference who you're married to. They can't do it. Your grandpa can't do it. Your your mamma can't do it. You'll die and go to hell today if you don't get saved by Jesus. You will call on Jesus or you'll go to hell. You'll believe in Jesus or you'll go to hell. You'll miss heaven altogether if you reject Jesus. You can reject me a thousand times, but if you reject Jesus, you're going to die lost. And you don't have to. Why? Because Jesus died for you. Jesus. And so he would say, there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. No other name but the name of Jesus. It's a simple gospel today.
Whosoever, Romans 10, 13, right on the front of the morning's bench. Romans, whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Maybe that's you today. Maybe this is your day to call on Jesus. Don't, don't wait. Do not let this moment pass by. Your eternity is what's in the balance. Your forever is what we're talking about. Only Jesus can save you today. But he will. If you'll call on him. If you'll believe in him. Go ahead and sing. If you're here, come. Would you come? We'll pray with you. We'll help you every way we can. But you need to believe in Jesus today.